Merry Christmas. Welcome to Alamo Heights United Methodist Church. I'm so glad to see you here this evening. I'm Holly Gotelli, lead pastor, and all of us here are just so grateful that you've chosen to spend a part of your Christmas Eve here at Alamo Heights UMC. If you are our guest tonight and you're looking for a church home, I hope you might feel that this could be the place for you. We offer five worship services on Sunday mornings and programming for all ages. And if you'd like to know more about the ways that we worship and live and serve together, uh, we would invite you to go to our website, ahumc.org. But right now, I invite you into a time of worship of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's worship together.
Well, my friends, the wait is over. Tonight's the night. All of our preparations are complete or abandoned, and we are here to worship. You know, Christmas Eve services are some of the most beloved in the life of the church, so my guess would be that some of you sitting here tonight about have this service memorized. You know it by heart. You know the carols we sing, and you know the readings. And you know the story, the story of a young couple and their baby, and shepherds and angels and wise men and a very bright star. It's an amazing and mysterious and sacred story, and we love it so much, don't we? And at the same time, we know that it's not just a story, that it's more than that, because Holy Scripture tells us that deep within it, there is a sign. The angel of the Lord was the first to know it, according to the story, and she shared it with the shepherds. This will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The sign is a baby, a baby born this night. A baby born to a very poor couple named Mary and Joseph who had traveled nearly 80 miles, which is a really long way on foot or on the back of a donkey, to Bethlehem to be counted for the census. And by the time they got there, Mary was ready to give birth. But there was no room for them in the inn, so they got a stable instead, and that's where the baby was born right there in the stable, surrounded by animals, and his very first bed was a manger full of hay. This baby, this baby born in such poor circumstances, this baby born to such poor parents in an out-of-the-way place, this baby born into the same hostile world that you and I live in is a sign. But friends, a sign of what? A sign of what? What are we to learn? What are we to see as we replay this story year after year after year? When our daughter Ellen was very little, my husband and I bought her her own nativity set because she loved to get the figurines of the big one we had in the living room and play with it. So she thought, you know, maybe she should have her own. It was ceramic, small, and we put it on a table in her bedroom just at her height so she could act out the story all she wanted. 
and we love to watch her do that. Well, when she was about three years old, I, I came into her room during one Christmas season and found her acting out the story. She was holding the figure of the baby Jesus in her hands like this, and she was looking at him very intently. And then she petted his little ceramic head and very gently put him back into the scene between Mary and Joseph. And I said, Ellen, what's happening right now? And she said with all solemnity, the baby has just been born. And I said, he has? Ellen, who is the baby? thinking that she would say Jesus. But instead, she looked up at me with eyes as wide as saucers and said, Mama, the baby is God. And with tears in my eyes, I said, Honey, you are exactly right. The baby is God. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And friends, the baby is God. Do you see? That's the sign. Not that there is a God or that there's some cosmic intelligence out there keeping the whole show running or that there's a divine judge out there with a clipboard keeping track of everything you do wrong so you can be punished later but a personal God, a God of love who has come to us in Jesus Christ to share our life, birth and death and everything in between, and we call this mystery the incarnation. The incarnation is the divine made flesh. The incarnation is this wondrous thing where the God of all creation has chosen to humble himself and be born as a tiny baby, to be one of us. You see, Jesus has made the invisible visible. Jesus is the human face of God. Rather than staying far away and aloof, God has drawn very near to us in Jesus. And God has done all of this out of love, incredible, miraculous love for ordinary people like you and me. I have a colleague who was once appointed to a church that had a very large number of elderly shut-in people. And when he got there, became the pastor, and realized that was the case, he decided to make a list, a visitation list, and, and set up a kind of rotation weekly so that he would make sure that all of these people who were sick and shut in, living in nursing homes, be visited regularly. And one of the people he loved to visit was a very elderly woman who was in a nursing home. She was bedridden, very sick, but at one time, she had been a pillar of the church, you know? One of those people that was always there whenever the doors were open, it seemed. And she had been beloved by the church and was so faithful, but she had become infirm as she grew older and then very, very sick and gradually couldn't participate in the life of the church anymore and then eventually couldn't attend at all. She didn't have very many living relatives. So a visit from her pastor 
meant everything to her. My friend said that when he came to see her, she would light up like a Christmas tree. Well, one afternoon, towards the end of her life, my friend was there for his weekly visit, sitting beside her bed. They were talking, and she was in a rather reflective mood. And she said to my friend, I want you to know how much your visits have meant to me. It's meant everything to me that you've continued to come to see me. And he said, well, we love you. You are very special to me and to the church, and I want you to know that. And then she reached out and touched his wrist and whispered to him, well, I do know that. Because when I couldn't come to you, you came to me. Friends, do you see that 2,000 years ago, when we couldn't get to God, God came to us, and this tiny baby born this night is the sign of this, that we're not abandoned and left alone here, but instead embraced by a God that loves us beyond our wildest imaginations. Did you come here tonight looking for a sign? Have you whispered a prayer for that? A sign that you're loved? A sign that you are worth something? A sign that God is with you? A sign that everything's going to be all right? A sign that life is worth living? Well, here it is. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. My friends, the baby is God. And what is that baby's name? Well, it's Emmanuel, of course, which means God with us. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks for the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all he means for the world. Lord, we ask that you fill us up with his love that we might live it out and share it with a world that needs it so badly. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.
Will you pray with me? Loving God, we hold in our hands a very small light. May it serve to remind us that you are the light of the world. Fill us with your light and life, O God, that we may be light bearers in your holy name. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Now, friends, I invite you to receive this benediction and then stay for our benediction response, the singing of joy to the world. Now receive this blessing. Go now in love. In the name of the one who is called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you.